Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Cardboard Cave Podcast. Tonight, I am being joined by my good old friend and co-host, JP, which I'll bring up here in a second. Hello, JP. How are you doing, my dude? I'm tired, man. I don't know. I understand. I understand perfectly. It's been that kind of week. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, we have a few things to talk about. Uh, we've been gone for a while. Uh, we're now back. We're hopefully getting an, uh, a new schedule because uh, it seems uh, Fridays are getting very much more and more busy. And uh, we have other days that fit this uh, slot. So we have um, a lot of stuff to talk about. So uh, why don't we just jump into it? Definitely. Let's just go right ahead and jump into it. So, uh, the title of tonight's podcast, is it the end of paper magic? Again? Again. We have been introduced by Wizards of the Coast in an article that they they posted recently, which I'll bring up here in just a second, uh, about basically a new format that's going to be hitting Arena, which is called Alchemy. Uh, so the article kind of starts off with uh, introducing alchemy, a new way to play Magic Arena. Let me bring it up on the screen in a second here. Oh, give me just one second here. But, you know, as I was mentioning a few seconds ago, like the end of, of like paper magic once again, because every time that like uh, Wizards does anything virtual or, you know, anything magic related that's like virtual or whatever comes up, there's always like, oh no, it's gonna be the end of paper, and everyone keeps speaking of like, oh, how like terrible it is for that to have like this, uh, like to have something new. Essentially, I guess that's kind of what it feels like. Uh, and here we got the article. So it says, introducing alchemy, a new way to play MTG Arena. Essentially, I guess it can be pretty much compared to Hearthstone, from what I've uh, from what I've been uh, uh, looking at, and it's you know. Uh, instead of banning cards, there's a lot of cards that are going to get erratas and stuff like that. And there's going to be a lot of new to digital cards. Um, and here's where it mentions, like where I mentioned before, the rebalancing uh, rebalancing of cards in a new MTG Arena play mode that evolves as fast as our players. I believe that I mentioned this before very briefly in one of our previous podcasts in which Wizards had an event in which... They were using um, rebalanced versions of the cards that were in the format at the time, for example, or actually had rotated out of standard. It was basically, I think it was historic, actually. That's why it was like stuff that rotated out of standard. Uh, It was a historic play mode in which things were rebalanced. So, for example, um, in the case of Field of the Dead, instead of the land... Uh, making like just a 2-2 zombie it would make a 2-2 zombie that came into the battlefield tapped instead yeah and so yeah sorry about that i just got distracted while reading some of the some of the stuff that was going on over here so yeah as i mentioned um and i don't know i i kind of don't know how to feel about the whole like heart stoning of magic arena because a lot of the times I thought of Magic Arena as like a way to like, oh, you know, with the pan, like it, it, uh, it matched up really well with like the pandemic coming up. So it's kind of a way for people to test out their decks and stuff like that on uh, 
on Magic Arena to figure out what they're going to do in paper, blah, 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 blah. But now with this whole idea, I think that, like, again, this is supposed to be a another format that's going to be moving on in, uh, in online instead of on paper. And I guess that one of the things that comes to mind is a lot of people worrying about this being like the new standard or just simply taking over the like the whole magic format and just being like the new main thing that Wizards is trying to do. And I suppose that's where everyone's opinions start to surface and where people have different views on. What do you think about it, JP? Uh, I think it's a bad idea. Mostly because the, re- the reason why Historic has succeeded as much is because of rotations in Standard. And you can use the same cards you've been using in, in your previous Standard sets that have been legal in Arena. And thus, you you get to spend, like, you get to play Standard in Arena, and then with the cards you had, play Historic. The reason why Jumpmaster, like the the Horizon Master, Jump Jumpmaster Horizons, whatever Jumpstart Horizons, uh, Jumpmaster Horizons. I, I like that well, name better. What, than whatever it was, is like the reason why the in, introducing the new cards that are digital only worked was because they were introducing it into the already established historic format. This, however, is. You're gonna get cards that are, I'm not sure. Uh, are they going to be legal and historic as well? Um, at least what it says here. It says uh, in the second section right here, right? It says new to digital cards. Alchemy will launch with 63 new to digital magic cards featuring mechanics designed specifically for digital play, and players can expect more new cards alongside every standard release so at least from what i'm getting from this is that for starters all of these uh digital only cards are most likely going to, going to rotate with the uh with the standard format yeah. i would assume that yeah, since like that that's that, that's that, that's what it uh, what basically it says but it is standard and yep. standard is a rotating form like that is like that so is yeah. the uh the implication yeah don't, don't, don't so yeah, i would because, be uh, guessing that since the since the digital cards are already a thing in historic i would guess that once these rotate uh well not just rotate but as they keep releasing i would assume that they're automatically going to be available in historic however since this does mention alchemy as a play mode or format, it does. Uh, it is a bit confusing to me if they're really planning on just doing that, or if it's supposed, or if these cards are exclusive to the format. That's what I. That's what like where my confusion lies. For example, let's, let's just assume that they're going to be illegal and historic because it is already a digital format, and they're going to be just added in. That creates another uh, another slew of problems because of rebalancing. So a lot of a lot of these problems with rebalancing these cards is uh, last time they rebalanced a bunch of cards we discussed them and like I think it, uh, the rebalance destroyed three decks and people who who, who actually you know use their money to actually gain uh, get these cards uh, for those decks basically lost money because they're rebalanced they're not getting their wild card back they're not getting and and it goes back to uh, arena's uh, bad economy system so again the problem 
standard is a rotating format. People like playing standard because it's the new cards, the new sets, new, uh, it's a different sorry, it's just a, its own format. When those cards rotate, then uh, Arena had nothing to do with them, but then Historic came along. The new cards that are digital only for Historic work because they were introduced into Historic. These will be introduced into Standard. If someone wants to play a Standard deck that's legal in Standard for, for let's say, FNM play, they are not going to be using any of the Alchemy cards. So if you actually get one, if, if there is a, a way to get one other than just the Alchemy boosters, then it'll be a problem. If you get the Alchemy boosters, you, you, buy, you buy them with your own money, you get the boosters, you get the cards, you still need to get the specific cards you need to make the specific decks you, uh, you want. And if those get rebalanced, you basically just lost your money. I think that's, the, that's the other thing that really sucks about having alchemy boosters, because it, it does over here talk about the fact that there are going to be, for a fact, alchemy boosters, is that the thing that bothers me, like personally, is that First off, in these alchemy boosters, you're gonna get a bunch of cards that are specifically, since apparently this is like a format, like aside from standard and historic, um, you're gonna get a bunch of cards that are not going to be useful to you in uh, in standard. So you, you're basically losing a slot there. And on top of that, I don't know. I, I, it just feels back kind to, of garbage to, to be to getting the, uh, a bunch of like standard cards that you can just get in the other boosters and, and then just having the chance of getting one or two like alchemy cards. Like if you tell me these boosters are all just filled with alchemy cards, it still feels bad because again, you're just getting something that's only good for this one format. And maybe good for historic and maybe exactly because that's assuming that you're getting them. the things that you even want and then they rebalance them and you just mm -hmm. they, they're not playable now so yeah. you know it's a problem it's a, it's a very big problem and again it goes back to the bad bad economy system and arena which they have not addressed they just keep throwing product at you they keep throwing sets at you they keep covering up the uh, the wound with that with, with band-aid without without actually disinfecting and, and stitching the wound. It's just like nope. Here you go. That's that's the that's the fix. Oh wait wait. Yeah, the, 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 the fix uh, is Arena, just release more product. Arena has an economy problem. What do you mean? Look at this new set. It's beautiful. Not, not just look at look this, at this new, new set. set. I think it's funny. Like right now, if I were to open up Magic Arena right now and show you like my screen, what you would get is like just a bunch of events popping up everywhere like every so like now every so often you just have a bunch of stuff to distract you from the problem in arena a lot of times because yeah. not only is there like you know your normal arena formats which at this point you there's like at least a dozen different things that you can play even when there isn't events going around you have almost a new like little event like with uh with some kind of like building restrictions or theme every week you've got all this new stuff coming up you've got i don't know it's like yeah, they, they keep trying to distract you from the real problem, and it's a problem. We've talked about it several times, and we keep addressing it until they until they fix it. It's always going to be a problem, and it's very parasitic. Oh, uh, like it's very parasitic practice. But us, I guess you know that's all I have to say for alchemy. It's a bad idea. Like, look at look at the standard. 
you have modern, you have vintage and legacy, which we only, you know, very, they're, they're very, very, the commander, a pioneer is a thing. Is it? Historic. Is I, th- I think that's another thing that we should definitely. Oh, yeah, I, that's the point. That's the point. That's the like, one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm are, are these formats really a thing? Pioneer, right? Like pioneer is is a thing. A historic is a thing. Now alchemy will be a thing. Like there's too many formats, and I, you know, at one point I was like, well, damn, more formats is more you know. Some people will find fun in some formats, some people will find fun in others. But at one point, there is too many formats where too diff- where the- everything is too different. Like, it's just a bit too much. Yeah. And as always, I and I think we've, like, again, we I'm pretty sure we've discussed this before. Like, it really sucks for you to like for example play paper or even like in the case of arena since again since alchemy is its own format you're gonna have a card that there's a possibility that in standard does one thing but in alchemy does another so for example let's say let's take one of the most popular cards in standard right now our runes epiphany all runes epiphany is you know for those who don't know what all runes epiphany is it's a seven costed sorcery it's five and two blue and you get you make two bird tokens and take an extra turn after this one. Okay, I, I know I, I know the exact alchemy chain for that card. You only get to make the two bird tokens if you foretell the card. If you cast it from 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 uh, from exile. Not not only that, it is I, I'm not sure if I saw it because I think I saw it somewhere on the internet. I just honestly cannot recall like where was it that i saw it or exactly what the changes were but even if you could only make a even if you could only make those bird tokens while exiled i if i'm not mistaken when i saw it the foretell cost was also seven so the only thing that you would be getting from that assuming that this is the grand change that they were planning and and that i'm that i'm not wrong on what i saw because even if even if there's still some issues with this but even assuming that i'm that i'm not wrong you are literally getting absolutely nothing but the birds out of it it's an extra turn like you're just getting a you're essentially getting a drop and an extra combat step for seven mana which sounds fantastic until you realize what kind of decks in standard are actually using all runes epiphany all runes epiphany as it is already requires a bunch of setup and at this point if your opponent lets you cast all runes epiphany more than once which is like one of the is like basically the alternative win con because i guess the first win con is basically you know put big dragon on the battlefield have some extra birds to be either future blockers or to be able to swing in with more power and that's how you win right but for example, in more jank decks or in decks that simply don't have, like, that have been running out of resources because you're getting all your stuff removed, etc. One of your win cons is basically just, you know, oh, I've foretold, like, throughout the course of the game, I foretold, like, three copies of Auburn's Epiphany. Let me just cast them all and win. At that point, if your opponent is, is like, working up the equivalent of, like, 21 mana, to be able to smack you in the face and kill you, he freaking deserves it. And you're gonna tell me that a card that is, that it's like on that borderline, like any change you make to that card can either make it hella OP or just absolutely useless. And I think this is one of those cases in which 
if you can only make the birds when it's foretold, you don't have the opportunity to take multiple extra turns to actually be able to kill your opponent. Essentially, either dragging out an already long game out for too long, or simply just, you know, just scoop. Just just scoop, because you can't take multiple extra turns in a row, so you might as well just scoop, because you already lost the game, because you probably don't have any more resources left at that point. And basically just gaining nothing because you don't even get to cast it a turn earlier you just you just get birds i don't know it's just that, that's about it it's, it, yeah, it's almost make yeah. it basically renders the card useless at that point so, and if you and if well, this we is just an example changes like that i know it's i know it's just an example but what i'm saying is if this is their idea of what the format is going to look like like one day your card is useful and then the other day like you have to basically go through a slew of like boosters and purchase a bunch of gems just so you can make another useful deck the next day that's that's not gonna work out at all and i am not comfortable with the idea because then maybe one solution that some people will come up with is oh well they made the change now can't they just change it again that's not a solution (laughs) Also, a lot of uh, a lot of people might be thinking, but that's what happens when you ban cards. Because when you ban a card, a whole deck could die. Well, yes, that you and, and you're partially true. Because a lot of decks is like die when a, a card is banned and then just come back with a different type of card. Uh, a very 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 famous example is Faithless Looting. You know, it's not in modern anymore. A dredge, then if you use that card, dredges will be like dredge really benefited from faithful floating. And well, it doesn't mean it's like it doesn't use it anymore because it can't, so it just used a uh, shriekhorn. It was it's a lot of builds were starting to use a uh, shriekhorn as well. So, shriekhorn is a one a, a one mana artifact that's that can mill you, it has some charges and can just start milling you for several cards. Uh, a lot of those, a lot of those decks started using Shriekhorn even when uh, Faithless Looting was still around, and now they just kind of use that uh, to just start milling you. Because a lot of a lot of decks can just you know evolve and change. A lot of these new cards, like in Standard, can't really do that with a you know, like Standard can't really do that with the pool. amount the amount of cards it has. Yeah, the card pool. Mm-hmm. So it, again, it can work in Historic. And still, it still feels bad, uh, but in, I don't feel like it'll, it'll work with standard. Mm-hmm. And just for you know, for for like reference to to anyone else that might not be familiar with the formats, um, part of the issue of standard not having that uh, as as much of a big card pool is that, for example, in modern, there are a lot of cards that not only give you more options but also give you more redundancy, and in standard because of how the road like because it's a rotating format redundancy isn't exactly welcome when you when you kind of are just printing the same card over like the course of three or four sets because eventually the format will become boring once you once you, once certain like mechan like not mechanics but once certain like uh archetypes become like really redundant or like uh like the groundwork of a certain card becomes really redundant because then you just see people that are it's like oh everyone's just playing the same thing and 
bands in standard are just much more impactful than they are in formats like modern for that same reason and yes everyone can argue that uh for example the ban of a card like faithless looting in modern was you know really hit the format hard and yeah that is definitely true but not in the same way that bans like hit standard at all and that i i would think it was an indisputable fact more than an opinion yeah well i don't i don't like it. i don't like alchemy that's my like TL, TL, tldr i don't like this i don't like alchemy i am personally excited to try it out because of course my like dopamine receptors are like new 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 but when i sit down and think about what alchemy yeah exactly that's how they get you but when i do think about what this could possibly mean for magic i'm not afraid of paper dying i'm afraid of there just being more confusion and more well just straight up bullshit to deal with for no reason especially with how again we've addressed this before how broken the the economy is in magic arena right now and i think that wizards should definitely concentrate a bit more on fixing their shit <laughs> like specifically speaking of, about arena fixing the problems with their economy and fixing the problems with like whatever it, the hell it is that is even going on <laughs> in arena uh before they start trying to launch new product like this especially when again alchemy is gonna be its own thing and i don't know i'm just bothered with the whole system especially with like you know alchemy cards being exactly the same as uh, alchemy boosters being exactly the same as the stuff that's supposed to be super useful and standard which would be a thousand gold or three thousand gems for 15 boosters i also do have a bit of an issue with how i guess you can say they'll force like lazier people to buy gems essentially because for example in a red which is this is just like a quality of life change this isn't even like uh, anything that is really hitting like the uh, the whole system too hard or anything. And for example, if you're gonna buy boosters with gold. You can only do it one at a time, a thousand gold each. So if you want to use your ten thousand gold on ten boosters, I got news for you. You're gonna purchase those one by one, just to be able to open ten of them in like a second. So they even just generally just make it much more, uh, much less of a hassle to just do things with gems than with coins in the first place than with gold. I don't know. It's just like at every, at every turn. Yes, I understand that they are trying to make a profit. But on another side of things, like if you're at least not going to give me some quality of life changes so it can make my like free play a little bit more comfortable, at least just make your game better in general, man. Uh, I'm glad that I guess over the course of the last few, like the, the last year, they've even fixed their uh, they fixed up their launcher a bit and stuff like that. But I don't know. I feel like there's still a lot of changes that Arena can can definitely go through before they like before they keep trying to release new stuff to hide their problems. Essentially, there's, there's always room for improvement. Definitely, but Arena needs a lot of it. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the next subject, and you know, speaking of things that uh, that wizards needs to need, needs to like work with, secret layer. Here we have a in the first image about the uh, the bundled the bundle bundle, which is going to be uh, 
their bundle, which literally just brings everything in the secret in this uh, most like in this latest secret layer drop. And as you can see, as as you know, usual twenty uh, twenties wizards fashion, we have a total of how many are these? Uh, like a, more than a dozen. I think it's like twelve secret layer drops. Uh, it's fifty five cards. Total of fifty five cards. That's all that, oh, that already sounds cards. insane. Yeah. One second. Or at least the arts and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So uh, if you go, if you scroll down a bit. Content. A, a bit more, no? A bit more. Oh. Keep scrolling. There you go. Bottom. There's the, those are the arts. Oh. Well, they actually do, they actually have a nice little gallery down here. That's really nice. Yeah. Well, tell me, JP, what would you like to start discussing first about all of these uh, these secret layers that are popping up here? I can see lands. Let's start talking about lands. Start talking about the basic lands. These are the arcane basic lands, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Or are these the... Uh, these are these. Hold on, mm -hmm. let's start on those. Uh, yes. If I'm not mistaken, yes. Yeah, they are. They are. Yes, those are the here. They are arcane uh, secret layer. So, uh, why? Why? <laughs> You've already thrown so many. They're basic lands. They look yeah. pretty. They're just so many basic lands. Like it's just not worth the price. I think. I think that the worst part. Lands, the worst part. To and not even full art. Exactly. That's that's literally what I was about to get to. Like, that's specifically and precisely what bothers me about these sets of basic lands there's absolutely nothing special about them other than they have like arcane art in the background because in every other respect and regard they're just an average basic land that you can find like in your in like a bin of basic lands at your lg oh look they're foil like and that's if you take the foil the foil uh, the foil ones exactly. uh, also uh... They don't even give you enough lands to build a standard deck, yeah, that, if you think about that, it. That was, uh, yeah, how many do they give you? Only two of each? Two of each, that is correct. Two of each basic land, yes. I'm going to need exactly two planes in my whatever color deck. I don't... Two planes. In, two like, items. That's, that's how I used to run my, my lands for my five-color Golos deck. Two, I two guess, lands yeah. of, each, of each basic land Th type. Ten, yeah, that's, you're running five colors. That's, I that's guess, assuming... Yeah. And that's assuming that you're running a Golos build like the one I was running, because I've seen Golos builds that don't even run basic lands. Which is a mistake. Very few, yes. Not, very few. Do not run no basics. It is a mistake. You will be punished by someone who, who's running mass land destruction for non-basic lands is specific. Yep. Mass land destruction, is in at least in Commander, is generally frowned upon. But non-basic <laughs> mass land destruction is less so. Because why aren't you running basics? You know, uh, but yeah, this is like no. Uh, they're basic lands. That's it. They're basic lands. Next, is... <laughs> got a bunch of basics. Okay. This art right here. Uh, so these are from the uh, from the, uh, the this secret layer special because it has a whole ass commander deck. Yes. Right. That is correct. Oh, so it is literally just a whole commander deck let me see if i can find these oh that's that's another fun thing about it that's actually like, yeah, the, the whole like toy looking advertisement that's the hasbro influence right there but um 
So these are a whole, like, 100 card, like, ready to play out of the box commander deck with a pair of commanders that I haven't seen been used before that are from the Battle Bond set, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Was it Battle Bond or yeah. is it with a. Yeah. I'm mistaken, yes, Battle Bond. So. The other, the, the cool, the cool like little thing about it is that they're all of the, all of like the, not all of them, but it's some of the cards in the in the secret layer are like uh, are reversible. So there's like two sides to it, which absolutely adds nothing to the deck. I guess a little bit of like that coin flip kind of flavor, I suppose. Um, and yeah, they they got, they got that cool reversible art, I suppose. Um, what is special about it is, again, this is basically a commander deck that is being sold to you in Secret Lair. To me, the way I've seen it, right, it's just, it's a commander pre-con for a hundred bucks. Now, go ahead, JP, what do you think about this? Uh, generally speaking, but this is, I don't, I don't think this is the trend anymore. So, before, commander decks would be sold at uh, $40, I think the price has raised a bit. Uh, but generally speaking, that was like that's around the range. I think fifty dollars is like the the range, uh, along with uh, all the cards inside. So uh, when you count the value of all the cards inside at the moment of launch, generally speaking, you would get around the same price range. It will be a lot worse. Like, that's why commander decks were always worth your money. Uh, they, they were they they were worth more than what they were selling for. They brought an entirely playable deck and new and, and with new cards. Uh, so, if generally speaking, was around like if you you bought it for like forty, you got it for like your value is like around the eighty dollar mark. Generally speaking, not it was not uh, like that uh, always. Usually. There's some duds, some some decks yeah, that were like usually out of the set bad. of like three or four decks, you would always get at least a dud deck. Yeah, one always... dud deck. But uh, generally speaking, the value was there. But when I see this, that's a hundred dollars. I'm like, okay, that's steep. Is the value there? These are cards that are secret layer. They're always gonna be they're always gonna be collectible. Uh, a lot of uh, if you're gonna be playing these commander cards, then you're gonna want. So you're probably gonna want to bring them out, and these are these are nice for that. It brings a few uh, like it brings a few cards that are uh, really good for commander. And uh, I haven't seen the entirety. Can you see the entirety of the decklist? Yes, the kind of bring is, it up right over here. Come on. Uh, so, as I mentioned, these, these like these reversible cards here, right? Propaganda. Propaganda is a, is a good inclusion, I think. Crack's thumb is used to be at $22. I'm not sure if this reprint is going to uh, really uh, put down or like increase the price. I my guess is that it's probably gonna like uh, it should put down the price of the thumb, which honestly is just not a $22 card. So uh, this I'm is fine. To see I if I can find yeah, this, this is the deck list right here. Can you send the link? Oh, my bad. Give me one just, second. I, all I need is to comb through the list real quick and see if it's even worth it. <laughs> this, right. My brain does overtime with that. <laughs> Posted it over in our comments section as well since so some of the viewers can check it out. And there we go. Okay. 
So uh, looking through it, it brings the ready is, a, uh, is, a, uh, is always a good card. It's been reprinted a lot though. Uh, it does bring card to thumb less, which is fla flavorful with card to thumb. Which is also this is the like one of the few times I think this is the only time card thumb has been reprinted. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's a reprint of card thumb with a, which is a really good card. It brings lightning greaves, which again good card. Uh, Shadow Spear has been has been rising in price. Uh, Arcane Sitna and Soul Ring with the Talisman. So all you're missing here, it even brings Ace of Sickness, so it brings the general good ramp for blue-red. Propaganda... Uh, and we got a, a, a few of the, uh, the coin cards. It brings Chaos Warp, Counterspell, Long-Term Plans, which is a great card. It brings Fabricate, a lot of Fabricate and Gamble are, are very, like, uh... Are like very welcome additions to that as well. Fabricate. It brings gamble. Gamble's been rising in price. Yes. I feel like this is actually worth it. Ponder, preordain. I feel like this is actually actually got the you know sat down, got the time, got the time, and actually made a good deck. Uh, Goblin engineer reprint. Uh, I guess it's already been reprinted technically like what three times in in, in the last two years. The locust god. It's a really good deck. Like it brings a lot of good cards for blue red, and maybe and there's always room for improvement. But this is like a really good solid base. Yeah. Just with the gamble. My issue here Countess, is that the word invention is like muddle the mixtures of the card. Yeah, but my my issue with this is that maybe there are some exceptions to this and there's some cards that obviously you know maybe you shouldn't have in a 40 dollars commander precon and i kind of get that but honestly this is kind of what commander precon should kind of be like in the first place and i mean they they, they used like, like again i feel like i got my my value when i bought my augier commander deck i feel like the 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 lore hold commander deck was probably the best commander deck to come out this entire year Mm -hmm. But this is like the close second. So the Lord of the yeah. Manor deck brought you basically everything you would want. There's a lot of I like I I re I have really really optimized that deck, mm -hmm. and it's very very still with a lot of stock cards. So and yeah. a lot of the cards like have risen in price. Like the deck is really good. The deck is really really good. I feel like this this is actually really oh, good. I didn't realize it has an Academy Ruins in there. That is interesting. Just la look at the lands already. Yeah, it's, it's just actually like I was, I was trying to convince myself this is a good set. This is a, a, a good buy. This is actually a good buy. Mm -hmm. And again, the price is steep. But I, I, I am seen... I am still bothered by the steep price, not because of the steep price in itself, but because I don't want this to be the norm for Commander Precons. And I do understand that, yes, Commander Precons, like their $40 whatever variants and their secret, this secret layer kind of variant are two, they're definitely two uh, completely different products. But what I wouldn't like is for for for, this... for, another, for, for, for like commander decks and secret layer to be a, a thing and more like more commonly thing. Exactly. Be a, Why? Yeah. Because 
it'd be really cool if every time that like you put a com like a commander deck in secret layer it's this it's this good at like at worst this good yes and and uh, maybe using commanders that aren't like the, again battle bomb these these are battle bomb cards mm -hmm. this is not a, a pre-con already pre-established this is an entirely new pre-con mm -hmm. if anything i would have preferred this way exactly entirely new. some something that's like an entirely new and unique product however I am afraid of like us sitting here and like, oh yes, this is a fantastic product, and suddenly you get an Atraxa precon in Secret Layer for which they're trying to charge you upwards of a hundred dollars for cards that we already have. Yeah. For a precon that we already have, maybe slightly up. Atraxa precon's actually pretty bad. Yeah, the actual precon is actually pretty bad. That is yeah. something I would definitely like to avoid, and I would also, I wouldn't like for this to be the reason for your like you know your uh your standard not standard because standard can be confused with the format but you know you know what i mean like i don't want your standard uh commander precon product to strictly be absolutely garbage trash worse when compared to this simply because they're saving all of their good ideas i guess you can say on all their unique yeah. ideas for uh, secret uh, yeah. layer 100 percent. yes i get that like, honestly, the last few Commander Precons, yes, the Ozgear Commander Precon was excellent, but other than that, I can't really think of any others that were kind of like that. The La Lothril, Lothril, the, 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 the Green Black Elves. Yeah. That was but when you, but when you think about it, it's it's two out of how many Commander decks that we got? Uh, Prosper is pretty good. I guess you have to do a lot of changes to Prosper because Prosper's act, like the card itself is really good. That's uh, the problem. I don't want the card itself to be pretty good. Yeah, I want, I want, I want the, the, the I want yeah. this deck to be out of the box playable, considering I mean, the massive is, power Prosper is out of the box. that we've had. Yeah. Again, Prosper. I feel like Prosper is actually uh, uh, very, very much out of the box playable in our playgroup. Uh, I mean, our playgroups has, has been recently having a, a pretty significant power spike. Exactly. Uh, but they're, as, but... as more people have been interacting with each other and our playgroup mm -hmm. has gotten larger, uh, the power spike has been noticeable, especially with, exactly. uh, like, specifically with, uh, I, I, I know one person's stacks right now are like, yeah, um, they're, they're very strong. Mm -hmm. um, the, the other thing I'm getting at is, for our playgroup, that might work, but I feel like in the past, um, one of the issues that Commander Precons had at some point, already like walking into like 2016, was that some of them were starting to like not stack up too well to what was like currently being played in Commander at the time. In our playgroups, it was a different story. But when I went to the United States or even like uh, the uh, northeastern and eastern part of like Puerto Rico to like play some commander somewhere else I would notice that the power levels were entirely different and way higher than what I was used to and I kind of realized that in most cases getting like taking a commander right out of the box and playing with it wasn't exactly a viable thing unless your playgroup was either conscious of that or the power level of your playgroup was still like you know not like 
all the way up there. And I'm not saying that pre-cons should necessarily always be like this, like, you know, ready to play out of the box, basically competitive, but they should definitely be able to allow you to have fun. Exactly. Allow you to have like actual fun while playing like in the current commander scene. That's all. Uh, it's a fair assessment. Yeah, I, I can I can agree with that. Uh, so yeah, other than those cards and the uh, so it's Zinder Split I was done. Oh cool I of Chaos Zinder Split. Yeah, that's how you said that. Uh, homunculus names don't have uh, vowels. Ah, That's like I see. Is I see. I understood now. I didn't realize that. Zindersplit. <laughs> yeah. His name is Zindersplit, Eye of Wisdom, and Okun, uh, Eye of Chaos. A homunculus and a psychop berserker. Uh, you get propaganda, stitch in time, uh, and you also get Crux uh, Thumb. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Hold on, I gotta double check. But I think I if I think each of the cards in the deck does have a unique art. If that's not the case, then I'm I might be wrong. But no, I'm honestly a little bothered by that. If I'm gonna get charged a hundred bucks for it, yeah, that that is <laughs> that, that is probably one of the, the a big problem in comparison. But yeah. the deck building is, is is very very sound and good for a precon, but like for the yeah. price, I, I guess I, I guess that could be a very big complaint. That is to to me, that's definitely an issue for the price. If I'm going to be paying a hundred dollars for this like really exclusive looking deck, I don't want like the rest of my deck to just look like I built it from scratch and it, like I want it to look exclusive. You know, if I'm paying yeah. a premium. I want I want my product to look and feel the, premium. It, can the deck be foil? The entire deck. If I'm not mistaken, yes, I'll double check that for you in the secret layer site right over here. But if I'm not mistaken, yes, you can get like a full like foil version of it, but I might also be mistaken. So, let's go over here. Can I go to the product page, please? No, you're going to make this difficult for me. Okay. Speaking of things that, uh, that Wizards has to fix your interface yeah, no. for most of your sites, Wizards. The, it, uh, <laughs> they do not all come in foil. Mm. Even in the... What? There isn't like a full foil version? I'm actually nope. a bit surprised. Like an etched foil, like... Wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. My, that my hella has changed a bit. A bit, a, a bit. Hella yeah, that, that, that's a bit that, That's a bit of a problem. Yeah. That should have been entirely foil. Wait. Wait, hold on. Hold on, you're gonna get 50 foil cards and 50 non-foil cards. <laughs> Only half of your deck gets to be foiled. Why? <laughs> like, I wanna, I wanna make sure that I'm reading this correctly and that I'm not like mucking it up here, but it says you get each of the foil like reversible cards, 45 additional foil reprints, and then 50 non-foil reprints. So half of your deck is gonna be foiled, and the other half is not. Okay, that's weird. Why wouldn't you just foil the entire thing? If you're gonna charge me $100, you're charging me yeah. double, more than double, 
the yeah, okay. usual yeah, price of a commander yeah. product, which usually brings around four foil cards. Or five? No, four. Four foil cards. If you're gonna charge me more than double, can't you just foil out my whole deck? Do you really, really like this? I don't know if they were trying to like maybe make it quirky with like the oh yeah like it's a coin flip thing so so there's like a 50-50 <laughs> chance of getting a foil and a non-foil card it's a flip of the coin <laughs> but no I don't find it funny I just find it 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 really messes with my OCD too like man no 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 this is not good wizards what are you doing what are you doing you're you're charging me double for like half the product what is going on here. Yeah, I, f I feel even worse about this. I already like was feeling really iffy about the product, and you almost got me. You almost convinced me to like the product, JP. You almost convinced me. And you convinced me to uh, the product <laughs> is eh. like I think I think that at most I would definitely like again in in the in terms of reprints, I think it's a fantastic product. Um, in terms of everything else, I hate it. I hate it with yeah. all my soul. And I could at best give this a B minus if, if after the product's release and after all of the prices have gone nuts on these cards, you still retain more than $100 in value. If there's yeah. no possibility of retaining anywhere in between 100 or more dollars in value, this is definitely like a C, like a C graded product. Like buy it if you're new if not just buy singles because you're probably a veteran player anyways i can see that like i, I can give it maybe a c plus because because there there are a lot of really good reprints in there but for the price like it just the price really hits this thing like really bad Well, let's go over the rest of those secret layers before I keep looking at this thing even more angrily. <laughs> the other stuff that we got going on here, let's go to the back down to the gallery, which I can no, no longer see. Because you're not no longer. I gotta go bundle, to the bundle, bundle bundle, right? Yeah. yeah. Bun the bundle, the bundle, bundle. Yes. God, try saying that three times really fast. Beautiful lands. There's the cards, okay. Uh, and yeah, I've some. Yeah, this then is the got, other secret uh, layer, which is like with yeah. the with the little monsters and stuff. I like this one. I I, I uh, like it. I like the art of this one. So you get Ravenous Chupacabra, Mana Gorge Hydra, Pathbreaker Ibex, Teamer Sabretooth, Winding Constrictor, and that's it. There, those five. Yeah. All uh, in, in really cool art. Why did they choose Green Black? Only green black cards. Honestly, why did they choose Ravenous Chupacabra and Winding Constrictor? Ravenous Chupacabra is actually a pretty good card in, 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 in a lot of builds. It's a it's an unconditional creature removal uh, by and being a creature. It's a two for one. And uh, in, in a lot of reanimator decks, this is like premium removal because you can start uh, sacking it and reanimating it over and over and over again. Uh, so I can understand that. 
winding I feel like Pathbreaker Ibex is more of a of a of a, of a problem than Winding Constrictor. I understand no. that Winding Constrictor might be a bit like more niche, but in the deck that it goes in, it's very very strong. I just don't play. I would I would just never play Pathbreaker Ibex. Really, you would never play Pathbreaker Ibex. I mean, I I I, I just kind of just play Critical. No, yeah, I totally get that. But I think that Pathbreaker Ibex is definitely a good card to include in your creature based deck as redundancy, first off, and second, as simply a cheaper alternative to Greater Hoof, period. Um, and also, like, redundancy. I don't know. I like redundancy. Redundancy is fun. I like, be I like being able to do things at least twice in my commander decks. That's why I play stuff like Feral. Pathbreaker does plus X plus X, where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. While Crater Hoop is plus X plus X with the number of creatures you have. Having yeah. a one big creature uh, to swing in uh, with is worse than having multiple big creatures. Because Crater Hoof makes each creature, no matter what, a 1 1, a 2 2, it becomes yeah. a threat. This only makes yeah. all, all this makes already big creatures bigger. I mean, not necessarily. You can still have a bunch of tiny creatures, and as long as you have a big creature, you're fine. It's actually it's actually not bad. It might not be as good as Crater Hoof Behemoth because, Crater especially Hoof, because Crater, it doesn't Crater, have Crater haste. Is just better. But and because this this thing has to wait to attack, it doesn't have haste. Crater Hoof is in fact better, 100%. But Pathbreaker Ibex is definitely not a bad card. That's all I'm trying to get at. And and it's a mediocre one. There. It's not mediocre. Come on. Come on. Literally the only Ravenous thing. Ravenous Chupacabra of... is better than it. Well well, yeah. Like any any other cre like any creature that comes into the battlefield and does a thing is obviously better than the thing that has to wait until it attacks to do so. Okay. But Pathbreaker Ibex is still a card that a fair amount of commander players use again especially because it is a cheaper alternative to ravenous chupacabra and i think that the inclusion of pathbreaker ibex is kind of cool because this would be the first time that we're ever getting a foil pathbreaker ibex we haven't had a foil pathbreaker ibex before so that's one of the reasons why i think it's a little cooler than some of the stuff they've added on to here um, I I did see the professor's review on this, and that's partially why I like the whole idea of Pathbreaker Ibex being in here, because again, he did mention that, like, it's the first time that we've had a foil Pathbreaker Ibex, so I kind of like that. Um, the other issue that I have with the secret layer, however, is that after watching the price review on it, the only way you're going to get your value out of this is by purchasing the foil, like, uh, version of it, and that's assuming that the prices won't instantly, like, hit the floor. Yeah. Like, drop extensively once these things come out because for example uh one of the things that i've noticed about the professor's uh reviews on products like this they're fantastic and i think they're amazing guidelines but i think that they kind of fail to mention that while some of these secret layers on release especially their foil versions seem like a good buy i feel like it sometimes doesn't take into account that those prices drop at least initially when these products come out. I do think that in some cases, for example, the Crater Hoof Behemoth secret layer that's coming up with the drawings from uh, Extra Life. Yeah, the Extra Life, yeah. Like for example, yes, we are going to see a drop in price of Crater Hoof Behemoth. However, 
because of Crater Hoof Behemoth being what it is. If Crater Hoof Behemoth doesn't get reprinted again anytime soon, I expect that price to go up again and stabilize, maybe not back at $50, but at least looking at a $40, $35 Crater Hoof Behemoth, which is still pretty good value. Yeah. But for something, for something like this, you're already going to have two Pathbreaker Ibex in the market, and Pathbreaker Ibex is, again, not exactly a fantastic card. Same thing with uh, Teamer Sabertooth. Teamer Sabertooth being objectively like something that is actually much more used in Commander, yes. but its, uh, it's, it's, it's non-foil it, it version just, is it worth... It off. Mm -hmm. But its non-foil version isn't expensive. It's I don't think that it... Is it even like, a few dollars? It's like I think it was like uh, 4 to $8 or something around that. Yeah, so you get it's, it's a forty eight dollar card, and yeah, and its foil version, however, is around twenty dollars. But again, with that reprint, after everything is said and done, Mana Gorger Hydra has been reprinted into the ground. That thing isn't going to hold any value. Ravenous Chupacabra is not an expensive card in terms of value, and neither is Winding Constrictor. At least, like, yeah. even if they're in the one, like, even if they were each, like. Each of these three cards, like Ravenous, Mana Gorger, and Winding Constrictor, even if they were all, let's say, an average of five bucks each, just to put a number, right? And then you got a $20 Sabretooth and a $20 Ibex. Are you really going to be getting value out of that foil secret layer? No. No. Even, even at, like, it's assuming that the prices are going to stabilize and stay the same forever. You're not. I do like that this secret layer is specifically more useful than like other iterations of secret layer, but yay, more basic more lands, more basic, basic lands. lands. Ooh, that's exactly what I needed. Oh, I can't get enough basic I've, lands. I've, I've always wanted floating man with cane planes. They're Dracula. If I'm not mistaken, they're Dracula based. Yes, yes, they are. Uh, they're full art. You know, that's a, that's a step up from that's the arcane bust. lands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they're basic lands again. Just, just, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Yes, they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. For any, if you are a fan of the drag of uh, of Dracula, buy this. Sure, it's they're beautiful. Especially the swamp. The swamp is absolutely my favorite in terms of the art. I think I like the forest one. Really. It's just the, the you can actually put it sell. It's uh, it's actually in a forest. Mm. Get it? So everything yeah. else, it just you know. Uh, but yeah, it's like they're beautiful. They're beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. They're still basic lands. Mm -hmm. That's all I have to say. There's still a third. There's still a what two cent card each being sold for. $30, $40? Because of the art and the foil, the foil. And, and if you take the, fo the foils and the, 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 uh, the, the volume uh, will probably still be there because of the collector item, but that's no, it. Definitely. Still, still, definitely. Like, in terms of use, they're still basic lands. Yeah, and now what, what bothers me above that is honestly, if you just take these same arts and you just put the usual like border around these, like the, the same as they did with the arcane lands, you could easily stick these basic lands in like in the Innistrad set and no one would bat an eye. They would just be any other basic land. 
that that's what bothers me about the idea of putting basic lands especially like these into a premium product because these arts would go completely unnoticed if you just stuck them in an Innist like Innistrad set for example people would be like oh yeah cool they got like Dracula on them and then just kind of toss their secret lands into like I don't know like their secret land box like I have like the not secret land secret land into their basic land box like I currently have like sitting under my desk right now that's yeah. that's what bothers me about the whole concept uh, this is the far out man uh, yeah like far out man uh, secret lair these are just yeah. blue cards and they're pretty good blue cards actually mm -hmm. you know the only yeah, thing that I don't that I don't like from the bunch is probably counter spell because because it's been reprinted to help but it looks great and it's a blue staple yeah so you got Aether Gust which uh, it's more of a sideboard card which is interesting that they added it here Interesting uh, is a word I can use to describe it, I guess. <laughs> Counterspell, which is again a staple, it's iconic, but it reprinted to hell. You get Fabricate, which is a nice reprint, you know, that's yes. actually pretty decent. Thumbs up on that one, Wizards. Factor Fiction, again, an iconic card, but it's been reprinted several times. And then you get Mystical Tutor, which is actually mm -hmm. the, the value of the, of, the, of the entire thing. Yeah. And even, even then, mystical... mystical Tutor is sitting at like 20 bucks. The max, I think. I don't know. So if you're going to be buying this whole thing just for the Mystical Tutor, buy singles. If you are buying this because you are recently getting into blue or are simply a blue fanatic and just want some really cool art, I think it's a, it's, it's a pretty okay purchase. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that his reasoning is probably going to be exactly the same as like what we did at the beginning. Like, oh, it has a mystical tutor in it, or and it has a special art encounter spell. Yeah, I mean, again, counter spell. He has a million. He has all the blue. Every blue secret layer, he has them all. If it if it's secret layer and it's blue, he he just gets it. Yeah, and it's understandable, but I don't know. I, th this is exactly the problem with these kinds of things, is that ev every time Wizards releases some of these products, you and I can sit here and say, oh, there's no value in this, there's no, there's some value here, there's some value there, but at the end of the day, them. exactly, there's always someone that wants to buy them. So for example, when you go up and check out like the Arcane Lands and you check out the, the Pixel Basic Lands and all these things, you're like, these things hold absolutely no value other than maybe collector's items that might be worth something in like 10 years because at least right now they're not going to be worth squat but there's always someone who's going to be like oh but i just want to buy it because i like it and that's fine you you like everyone is totally entitled to just like things and buy them because they want to but the problem is that the magic community and this is like a thing we've gone over like a billion times do we just tend to have this problem in which we're like oh wizards you're doing this wrong but then the community just goes like well we we're, we say it's wrong with our mouths but with our wallets we're just going like please give me more <laughs> yeah so uh, the next the upcoming secret they're representing is the fiddle fiddle sip so it's a bit like where's waldo but with fiddle sip and yes. uh, it's different cards. These are Path to Exile, Wall of Lost Dreams, Frantic Search, Intruder Alarm, and Sheldock Isle. Sheldock Isle, interestingly enough, is, an, is, is actually worth quite a bit. 
uh, and this foil, yes. this foil version will actually be worth uh, an, an interesting amount. Uh, I don't know if, if I am not mistaken. Has, uh, if, if I am not mistaken, I think I I heard the professor mention that like a foil version of Shelldock Isle that's floating around was like estimated at around twenty bucks. No, no, actually a lot more. Actually, let me just look it up. Let me just let me just double check here. Now oh, I gotta. Yeah, they're good reprints. Path to Exile is a good reprint. It keeps you know, uh, it'll keep the price. It's it's a card that'll it's always being reprinted and should be always being reprinted. It's a pre it's premium removal. All of Lost Dreams is fitting because Fibble Flip is the lost. Uh, he should be. Uh, I don't. I don't even know where to even start looking for him in the in the picture. I guess that's yes. probably the point. Yeah, um, I actually like that about the art in the first place. And I, the, the thing that I thought of initially is that they're probably editing out Fibble Flip from the from the art uh, in the like the previews, which I might be wrong. They probably didn't go that far, but it'd be kind of funny if they did. Spend hours just looking at the photo, trying to find him. <laughs> trying to find him, but you can't even find him in the photo. You gotta wait until you get the card to know where Fibble Flip is. Yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, it's like that's it's it's nice, but it's not like I uh, I don't think any any of the value is there. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, at all, actually. Now that you told me that Shellback Isles like, was hovering around the twenty dollar range in the foil version. No, I, I was I was wrong. The foil version is fifty five dollars. Okay, the, then yeah. The lore, the, the lore win foil, which is the only foil out yeah, there right, as of right the, now. Yeah, Shellback Isles hasn't been reprinted. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. it, it has been reprinted, but it was like in a commander set. Let me go back here. Yeah, here it is. Because remember, there was like those commander that had just like a whole. Wait, no, wait, no. wasn't it? I thought it was reprinted in commander. Nope. I could have like sworn it was. Like I, I, I was, I was like swearing by something. Because yep. I remember that they had all like the hideaway lands everywhere nope. else, but they didn't. No. The, I guess the only one that didn't get printed was the blue one. And the or black I guess one. The black one. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this this can my my region is rather because of Shelldock Isle, but that's it. Shelldock Isle in foil. Yeah. Because Intruder if you get alarm, the non-foil, I don't expect it to be yeah. expensive at all. Uh, Intruder Alarm again. The foil version might be worth something because of the nature of Intruder Alarm and but it's being a very combo-y card. Intruder Alarm has two printings, one in 8th edition and one in uh, Stronghold. And so foil version another in, in the Mystery edition. Booster like retail like exclusive BS. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's $30. $30 for the foil. So maybe this will retain its value. So Francis Search is a, is a common. One of the last is is a rare that sees almost no play. Only in Commander maybe. Uh, I mean, I've played it in Commander, so the in Commander and Pasto Exile, which is a, another reprint that's been reprinted several times. It's a card that'll retain its value. So even if foil, here's, foil, here's another, foil, I here's guess. Here's another interesting thing. Intruder Alarm, even in the Mystery Booster retail exclusive, it's only recorded at like a foil market price of $8.88. So even then, it might not retain its value since there's already like a foil version floating out there. Since it's alternate alternative art, I think that the price is definitely going to be more than the standard foil. 
but considering that the only expensive foil is from 8th edition, it's because, again, because of what it is. Uh, we could even be wrong on that one, and maybe we're, we're just not retaining any value at all, because Stronghold didn't have foils by then, so... Yeah. That might not retain price as much as we think it might. <laughs> hmm. Uh, they're, they're, they're fun cards if you want to see, but again, it's the same thing. Uh, I think that one of the things that's bothered me recently is just the constant reprinting of Path to Exile and everything, which I is good. Mind, actually, I don't mind Exile. that one at all. Like, it's good that it's being reprinted because it's a useful card that is affordable. And that actually, even even though it's been reprinted into the ground, has still retained value, like, comparatively. It's like a Lightning Bolt. It'll, like, Lightning Bolt is a common, but it'll still be like a $3 common. Yeah. Now, Soul Ring has been reprinted every single year, several times a year, and it's still $3, $4. Mm -hmm. so it's like, the it's thing, just those type of cards. The thing that does bother me, though, is that we're getting a bunch of Path to Exile in Secret Layer product. And honestly, that could be a, a slot for something a little different. <laughs> it, th that argument can be used for every single card in this in the entire sets. Is like, <sighs> well of wrong. lost dreams, really? That card? Yeah. How many times have you seen it? I've played it once, and I've seen uh, a friend uh, uh, play it once. That's it. I've actually seen like at least like four or five people play well of lost dreams. Unfortunately, but <laughs> um. Like, again, I'm glad that I'm seeing reprints of a lot of cards that do see a lot of play, for example, Path to Exile being, like, the prime example here, no? But... What's that word I'm looking for? I don't want to see the same cards being printed in secret layer over and over. If you're gonna, again, if you're gonna give me premium product, please make it feel premium. Don't, don't let there be just like, oh yeah, we have like five version of Path to Exile from five different secret layers. Take your pick. No, I don't I don't want that. I don't know. I want it, yeah. I want it to feel exclusive, not just like be sold to me as exclusive. You know? But again, maybe that's just my take on it. Take a look at the next one then. Yeah. Woohoo! More, more basic Yeah! more basic lands because we all just wanted more and more basic lands i have nothing to say about this i think i think i've i've, I've set my uh, the tone for for uh, this before you know. before we move on uh you keep going i will be back in just a second i okay then i i, I, I will be listening so definitely go ahead and put your opinion out there just give me one second just gotta take care of something Pretty yards go 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 burr because what do you uh, there's snow covered plains like there's, there's snow covered lands which is nice again it's like ah uh, the printing but snow covered like uh, snow covered were reprinted in original Mono Horizons and then in uh, Kaldheim uh, a lot of the price and the uh, hype behind snow covered lands has dropped snow covered specifically has very little effect on the game except when you're playing a very specific type of very specific type of cards that whether there's no matter or the name matters other than that 
like I don't really care about these cards. They're pretty. If I manage to get 25, 26 of the swamps, I'll play I'll play them in Ayara, my mono black deck. Because I run snow-covered swamps in Ayara because uh, they are very uh, I run Dead of Winter, which is a very specific card caring about snow permanence. And I also run an extra planar lens that cares about the name of the card, which snow-covered swamp is very different from just a swamp. And there's snow lands, and I run on, I think I run another effect that cares about it being snow. That is it. That is it. Everything else is just a pretty lands. It's foil. If you get the foil version, ooh, that's it. Uh, they have, uh, they have more different arts. Actually, no, it's just a repeat. Uh, just yeah. a repeat, and then the yeah, the just normal. If you, if you, if you, the next page will be uh, just a repeat. Yeah, again, that's that's probably the thing that kind of bothers me about this like uh, this product in, in the first place is that you you're not even like you're getting ten of these lands. But it's not like it's two different planes and two different islands, two different swamps. No, it's just literally the same art. I mean, I'd rather have, like, if I were to use these in a deck, I would rather have them all the same art. Like, I don't know. That's I, I don't know if that's just me. Yeah, I no, for, for the symmetry, all, I get it. All, all, my, all my swamps, local swamps are the same full, full art from Modern mm. Horizons. Yeah, but I think, like, what I'm saying is that at least for, like, for, like, aesthetic purposes yes it is nice that they're all the same one but my problem is if you're only going to be getting two of each at the very least give me two different arts like i don't know man like i get it i get it if if they gave me these in a pack of let's say like let's not put an exaggerated number let's say it was the same 10 but they're 10 like uh they're 10 islands Yes, I would love it for all to be the same art and then maybe have, fuck it, put out another product and just and then, then make it like the alternate art, like uh, like snow-covered island or something. I'm like, okay. Oh, oh, by the way, they, I, if I'm going to say, they've already thrown snow, uh, snow-covered uh, basic lands before in other secret layers, if I'm not mistaken. I actually cannot confirm that with the use of my brain alone, yeah. but I now uh, I kind of want to confirm that now. Let's just do it the, easy, the laziest way possible. Does it, does it even really matter? Because they've already printed uh, basic lands several times. Not wrong. <laughs> Go with uh, snow-covered planes and see if we can spot a secret layer one over here. Actually, no, we can't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Planes. Ooh, they're repeating cards. Just like just like the thing you told, told, uh, told you that uh, you didn't like. Yep. Yep. Those aren't even full art. And we still out here paying $13 for a basic a land. Basic land. That is incredible. Oh, thank you. This this isn't even a secret like a, a basic land that you can get in a booster. Like it's not like you can get like a foil version of this and like a booster that's like a ratio of one per box or anything. No, you you just gotta get them while they last in a secret layer product and the only reason this is being sold for $13.49 is because you're being overcharged for basic lands that's the only reason this is worth $13.49 this isn't $13.49 because it's useful or because there's anything specifically like 
cool or unique about it. It's literally just, it's basically an NFT, but like not, not as exclusive. It's, it's a strictly worse NFT. Congratulations. That's all you've got going for it. <laughs> okay. Moving on to the next one. We actually got a mix of stuff here because again, we, we can't have any consistency at all when it comes to Magic's product. And we have the arcade, we have a little spoiler of the arcane product on the right side and three arts that are going to be Dracula based over here that are, uh, that is just a three card secret layer. So and even though other other creators have like addressed this before, they're just being inconsistent. I think the professor has talked about this, like inconsistently printing, for example, three cards in your secret layer instead of just being consistent and printing five for everything. We get three cards in this magnificent secret layer. So it's Hunger of the Ancient One, which is ac actually exquisite blood. Uh, four in a black enchantment whenever an opponent loses life, you gain that much life. Nightfeeder's Visitation, which is just Night's Whispers, which is a common, by the way. You draw two and you lose two. And then F Dracula's Tomb, which is Phyrexian Tower. So again, the only, like, uh, uh, this one I may, may, may retain its value, mostly because Exquisite Blood is an expensive card and uh, Phyrexian Tower is an expensive card. Arcane Tower is sitting around $18. I can confirm that specifically, mostly because I am needing this card. This is one of the cards I'm, I'm missing uh, for Ayara. And uh, I know Exquisite Blood is uh, expensive because it is uh, the expensive side of the two card combo with Sanguine Bond. Mm -hmm. Night's Whispers is a common. It's a common. Yep. There, that's all I have. It's just, it's a common. And it's a common in a three card secret layer because if you're being consistent and you're putting out five card secret layers in which you have well you can always expect two dud cards one meh card and maybe anywhere in between one to two like oh value cards i would have less to say about this much less last but, uh, like last time i remember three card secret layer like specific secret card uh, three card secret layer that was actually worth its value were the three commander cards that were five colors because they brought sliver overlord the ur dragon and i think scion of the Ur which dragon? has skyrocketed in price recently yeah as well. yeah yeah and so scion of that the was the last one mistaken actually I don't think it was Sign of the Dragon. I'm not no, sure. didn't the didn't the five color secret layer bring more stuff? Was it just three? Those three. Really? Yes. Still super bothered by the whole thing. I mean, again, I'm not comfortable with three card secret layer when you're consistently putting out five cards per product literally everywhere else. I don't know what has uh, possessed Wizards to take this decision, but this ain't it, Chief. Okay. Uh, moving on to the next one. Uh, Path to Exile. In the same giant secret lair drop. This is a problem. That's a, that's a problem. See, I understand in different in different drops, but this is the same drop. You're, you're printing the same card. Mm-hmm. It's like, I guess they want the value to drop. Someone lost a bet and they're like, oh, you have you have 30 you have 30 path to exiles waiting to sell them. Guess what? You're gonna lose your money. We're repeating <laughs> path to exile a billion times. Oh man. Unstable harmonics is just heuristic study. Which and I think is great. 
it's great. It's this a is a great defense. thing that they printed card. in there. Counterflux. Then the Hex Core, which is actually Thran Dynamo. Uh, you got uh, Duress, a common. Mm -hmm. Seize the day, which actually was raising, uh, going up in price. So Seize the day, where's that yeah. at? What do you mean? Uh, oh, because it's on the list, two. correct? Round two. Oh, my bad. <laughs> round two is Seize the day. It's actually raising, going up in price. Which is interesting that they printed this. This is actually pretty good. And then Cross and Grip. A split second destroy target artifact or enchantment. Useful card just about uh, anywhere. It's an uncommon though. See, the day was, was raising in price, so this is fine. Dress is a common. Grand Dynamo, even though it's a uncommon, is it, it, it retains its value around four dollars always. Mm -hmm. uh, Counterflux is worth nothing. After Exile is gonna be worth nothing at the end of this secret lair because goddamn, they keep reprinting it. Oh yeah. And then uh, Rhystic Study, Unstable Harmonics. This is literally the, the, the card to get. If yep. you like the Arcane series and or League of Legends, all of these cards are probably worth it. Because, you know, yep. uh, we don't know if, they're, if we're ever getting any other uh, Secret Lair or, and or Magic the Gathering crossover product uh, in this way. I uh, speaking of the crossover product, I, I I enjoy that they used the Godzilla uh, the Godzilla framing. They've learned from their mistake. They're not making like they they're still making new cards because of course they're gonna sell and uh, they they want the money. But I enjoy uh, I I appreciate that they put their the uh, the, the effort and just renaming the card putting the actual real name of the card down there and then it's just a different art and different style and it's it, 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 i like that yeah definitely then instead of you know trying to put out mechanically unique cards that make everybody like mad yeah <laughs> i definitely agree and look at that we're back to like our uh, we've cycled through our 55 cards and are back to our basic lands which we of course love so much <laughs> I guess that's all we gotta say at least in terms of secret layer and man what can we what can we say is like the rundown on all this on top of like i say the okay the i say the none of, none of the basic lands are worth it ignore the basic lands basic lands are bad uh, the the commander deck is probably worth it and the arcane one is probably worth it. Everyone, every, every, everything else can just, you know, not exist. Path to Exile has been reprinted way too many times now, so that's a problem. Definitely. Because it just could have been another slot of something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? That's about it. I mean, I've, I've, I pretty much have, like, uh, talked about the... Uh, the same the same things just like i'm bothered with the fact that we're getting like uh path to exile not just reprinted again like that isn't much of the issue but we're just getting it again in secret layer and we're getting it again like twice in the same secret layer drop uh, and the basic lands the basic lands just got me pissed off and printing a whole like commander pre-con for more than double the amount 
of 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 like said product when I'll, when like half of the product doesn't feel as exclusive as you're making it out to be just kind yeah. of feels bad yeah yeah so. uh, then we have uh well one of the last things we can talk about is the infinity yes we were told that we weren't gonna get another unset that they were doing that that unstable is gonna be the last one and they were never gonna do it again but again once more uh mark rosewater is not a wizard of his word apparently and we're getting infinity and beyond and while they said they wouldn't do it before i am glad they didn't do good on that promise because god i love unsets what is unique about this unset however is that it's going to have a lot of black border cards or i think they all have like well not all of them like they're gonna have a lot of black border cards that are actually going to be um legal internal formats there we go that's the words i was looking for thank you sir so uh this unset is set to come out as you know as we've done in, in, in the past on april 1st 2022 because everything is a joke to wizards and we got some interesting stuff going on here uh it's the entire be set is, like, also, is, is, is just oh yeah we lied about this it was just a, a giant dick of food jokes <laughs> I'm actually not gonna be mad. I'm actually not gonna be mad. I, I will be a little bad because I definitely would would like this unset. I mean, come on, can you imagine owning a card in which you got Goofy a Johnny and Goofy Nicole Bolas in the back? Like, come on, I, I want to be the proud owner of some Goofy shit. Hell yeah, hell yeah. But I guess I, I guess I can't be entirely mad even if it was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> Um, another really cool thing about it is that this uh, the unset comes with the reprint of uh, what are these called? Uh, Shocklands. So we're getting Shocklands in this set. However, if I'm not mistaken, they're, they're only going to be printing one of these Shocklands per box, which does bother me quite a bit, I must admit. Really? I thought they were going to be like just rare. Nope. They are apparently, let me see if it comes up in the article itself. Hold on. But I was reading that apparently they're only going to have uh, one, like one of those shock lands uh, per box, which sucks <laughs> straight up. But in all other regards, I think the set is really interesting. I'm not sure if they have the spoilers for the secret layer here in the box. Hold on. Um, Yes, yes, yes. Uh, oh, some of these acorn cards. So uh, that's going to be the thing that's going to set apart the the uh, the eternal format legal cards and the ones that aren't is the ones that have the little acorn here at the bottom are not going to be legal in eternal formats. Meanwhile, the ones that just have like the normal symbol, if I'm not mistaken, yes, ones that just have the little. Why not just make them both silver, silver, both bordered? I agree. I I completely agree. They are much easier to distinguish, and it also bothers me because of the prominence of misprints nowadays. Like, can you imagine if one of these cards with the acorn symbol escaped the print with this symbol instead? Yeah. Or if, or the other way around, if one of the cards that has this symbol escaped the factory with this? I don't know, wizards. Like, 
I think that things like this are cool when you have a consistent product. When you have the inconsistent product with inconsistent product quality that Wizards has been giving us as of late, this is not good. This is not good at all. <laughs> um, the other thing that I do have to say though, the art for, and I hope they're coming up down here somewhere, the art for the basic lands and yeah here we go the art for the basic lands like there's two wizards. different types oh really i actually didn't know that yeah uh, oh yeah oh i did not see these i saw these and i thought these were impressive but these wow those look like unset lands to me and that looks freaking beautiful um, one thing I do, I did have to say about this, and it's something that like one of our friends mentioned, and I will quote him directly by saying, "Wizards did not have to go this hard with the art, and they did, and I am glad. I'm glad that they went this hard on the unset. If only Wizards went as hard on these unsets as they did on, like, if they went this hard on their sets as they went on their normal sets." Well, maybe these sets wouldn't be so special, I guess, but... I'm gonna be honest. I think the mountain is my favorite one. Mm, the mountain on the top over here? Uh, yeah. Hmm. I think it, uh, what's that word? Composition, I think it might be. I think it just has a better, like, like the structure of the art and how everything is placed, I think is definitely, like, better than the rest I agree definitely agree there's actually a lot of interesting stuff going on here I kind of like that the swamp in this one kind of looks like a moon and the planes which kind of looks like a, it's a ring planet kind of like Saturn but apparently smaller uh, I think is also fantastic the island just kind of the island in the forest just like a little like your average like sci-fi like generic planet but the swamp just has like an eerie feeling to it the plane like that mountain just, uh, the mountain the sun behind it just kind of emerging like a scorching planet with a sun behind it yeah yeah it's really cool but I, I specifically like the planes in the swamp a lot because the swamp just has like an eerie feeling and the planes it's like calming but also simultaneously eerie at the same time i don't know if you can kind of catch the feel yeah so I definitely like those a lot. These have a ca more cartoony feel to it up to a certain extent. But also I like the idea of, for example, in the planes, we got uh, instead of just like, you know, like a barren moon or something, you have these weird things which are kind of resembling some kind of like life form or like vegetation or something that's really like interesting there. Uh, the island is definitely my second favorite when compared to the mountain and i like how they're uh they made them kind of like similar opposites same thing with the plains and the swamp they're very similar but like completely opposite at the same time and i really like that tiny detail i'm sure that had to be on purpose i think that's fantastic the forest the forest does, doesn't necessarily feel unique because it still has like the rounded texture, kind of like every, that every that everything else in the uh, in the rest of the arts is going for. But I feel like I can't just I can maybe look at I guess the swamp and call it its direct counterpart. But I don't know. I feel like 
the plains and the swamp kind of go better together than like the forest and the swamp, even though if they're like more similar in a certain sense. Yep. And then there should be the arch for the shock lands. Yes, there. let's go to those shock lands. Wow, do those things look freaking Blood looks so good. Yeah, Blood Crypt. Blood looks Crypt. so good. <laughs> Blood Crypt should have been a Blood Moon. That thing looks insane. It looks so yeah. good. It's insane. It's insanely, like, amazing looking. I really like the watery grave and the hollowed fountain, though. They give me, like, Star Wars vibes, and I like that. Uh, they're missing the other ones. All right. Hee <laughs> hee. There. Godless Shrine. Being an eclipse. Yes. Oh, Sacred yeah. Foundry in the breeding pool. I like the breeding pool because it's so, like it has like these little things that are like plant life forms here. I like that. Stomping ground also looks really cool. Yes, let's go back up to the stomping ground here. You're getting it's the planet being stomped by meteors. And every time you take two to the face, it's just a meteor hitting you in the face. Steam vents are simply my favorite because of the colors, and I honestly do like like how the how you can see like the water on one side and like the magma on the other. I think that's absolutely perfect. Overgrown tomb, however, I really like because simply because of the like the name and the image, the way they go together, just really makes it really cool. Like it's kind of like a derelict ship kind of idea, and it has it. It's like overgrown with like plants and stuff in it, and I really, really, really like that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any of the spoilers somewhere around here other than like, you know, the water balloon game and all that, because I was specifically trying to look around for one of the cards that was making lots of buzz on social media, that being uh, Saw in Half. I don't know if you... Right, here it is, Saw in Half. This is definitely a really interesting card, and everyone on social media has already figured out ways to break this card because it's honestly not difficult. And for our listeners, this card is saw in half. It comes down for uh, two colorless and a black. It is good that uh, it's an instant, and it reads destroy target creature. If that creature dies in this way, its controller creates two tokens that are copies of that creature, except their base power is half that creature's power and their base toughness is half that creature's toughness round up each time like the the wait, yeah so the power and toughness are half and you round up each time so even if you kill something that has like let's say uh one like one power and one toughness it still rounds up back to one so people have found uh for example you can make infinite uh what is what's the name of that card like the, the dual caster, dual caster mage. infinite yeah. dual caster mages by using saw in half because you, you you cast saw in half targeting something you cast dual custom mage copying the spell the copy targets dual custom mage you just go infinite dual custom mages uh, from there mm -hmm. uh, and then you get to destroy the, your opponent's stuff mm -hmm. oh yeah uh dual custom mage just in case for our, for our listeners is one red red, it's a 2 2. As long as it's a human wizard, and when he enters the battlefield, you may copy target spell. Yup. So. so, at least for the time being, I think those are the only spoilers, like what they have on the article, are the only spoil like spoilers that we've had 
from the onset. Of course, there's always more to come. We always know that uh, the, the, the weeks before the set is uh, released, we're always going to have a bunch of spoilers for it. Again, I'm super excited for this set because I, I just love onsets, really. Uh, I love how like unique they are and how like fun they are. Like It's, it's a product basically made the draft and I haven't played Draft in a while, so maybe that's why I like romanticize the living crap out of Draft products. But, oh man, it's fantastic. I just can't wait, can't wait for this thing to come out. I can't wait to just go out again to my local game store, get a box of this and just have it sit on my shelf forever. <laughs> Which is another thing that I actually found uh, that's better about this product than previous uh, unsets. And is the fact that we are going to have cards in this unset that are going to be legal and eternal formats. Um, even though most people can already point out why. Why is this better? Because for the first time in, I guess you could say Magic's history, you're going to be buying an unset product that you can actually use beyond just like goofing around with friends or beyond the use of like exclusive uh tournaments at your lgs or uh, by like or outside of draft and outside of like you know whatever like arrangements outside of like uh any kind of sanctioned play that you can find because since this is going to be like you know legal and eternal formats does this mean that we're going to get stuff for modern or is modern not an eternal format modern is eternal format no it's an eternal format but modern does not include is not included per se because uh, modern has to be like specific for modern. Legacy, vintage, mm -hmm. and commander are included. I see. <laughs> it would actually, huh? Makes me wonder if some of these cards, how, how, and if some of these cards are going to be used in uh, outside of commander, like in legacy and vintage. That would definitely be interesting. But on this very vague note. Yes, this is we're going to be we're going to be ending things for the night. Uh, JP, before we go, tell me where can the people find you? You can find me here in the Cardboard Cave podcast. Uh, more importantly, you can find our other two co-hosts uh, wherever they may they may be uh, in their podcast. They have several podcasts. Just look up uh, look it up, uh, Alejandro Orengo, and uh, you can also look for the Big Boss uh, One One Seven PR. PR117. Uh, how about you, Christopher? Well, I can be found here in the Cardboard Cave podcast, and occasionally when I am not like swamped with the things of everyday life, you can find me on my Twitch, which hopefully will start making some more constant content on there too. But slowly, my friend, slowly. <laughs> and with that, I hope that everyone has a wonderful night, and I hope you join us uh, next week with our new schedule which we'll be updating you guys on uh, through our social media and again thank you very much for uh, for listening or watching and i hope everyone has a fantastic and wonderful night and good games <laughs>